also as well (laughs) so um yeah question of the day is black men how do you mourn like what what things do you do that you consider mourning or do you just find some sap power through it talk to us man what man what man what man what man what what? man what man what man what man what excuse me what what man huh what? What man? Man what? Man, man, man what? what? <laughs> Who do? Man what? Okay, guys. So I just wanted to start off our man what segment with a personal story. Um, so about maybe like six or seven months ago, back in September, I want to say or October, I can't remember the month exactly. My grandmother had an incident where basically she died. She was brought back to life, but um, in the moments between, we had kind of all, my whole family kind of had rushed up here to Columbus where we live, and they had just taken her to the hospital, and you know, me, I'm a crier. I boohoo at the drop of a dime. Commercials, happy moments. Mm -hmm. I can see a puppy lick somebody's face. I'm gonna cry. (laughs) So with this, I was exceptionally overwhelmed. I think I cried for about five days straight, honestly, because it's super intense. (laughs) Like grandma, you know? Yeah. But um, I just remember going up to the hospital and my uncle showing up kind of like we were walking out because COVID and they wouldn't let anybody in. And they're like, well, you know, she's really sick. Basically telling us to like make our plans type of thing because she's the sickest person in the hospital. And so me hearing that from like Damn. medical professionals, I'm like, this is it. Like I'm, my grandma's gone basically. Um, And so I walk out and I remember my uncle just giving me this big ass hug and like he did not flinch. He kept his composure he just was like, it's going to be okay. Like, we're just going to figure this out. This is a nine. He's talking. He's not, I, he's not, he doesn't, he doesn't look shaken at all. Like, it's just a sight to see. Stonewall. And um, he gave everybody a hug and then we all went kind of went our separate ways. He ended up, they ended up getting a hotel, I think, and they left the next day or maybe when they got back to the room. But I remember about a week later or maybe a couple of days later, his um, fiance was talking to us about it and he hadn't, he wasn't at the house. I don't know where he was. And my grandma's doing better after this, of course. And um, I just remember um, her being like, like, he kind of just, he broke, he broke down, like, you know, and I don't know what broke down in terms for her was, because she didn't really go deep into it, but he kind of was like, damn, my mom about to die, y'all, like, and I just was, just the stark difference of how he was with, like, the family, and I'm boohooing, mm-hmm. like, I am bald, like, I'm, I'm snotting, like, <laughs> like, I'm one of those, you know what I mean? 
and like he just just kept his composure and just gave me the biggest hug and he's like it's gonna be okay baby girl like it's gonna be okay and I'm just I'm everywhere snotting and for him to kind of like keep himself through that but then get in his own little private space or his like comfortable area to do whatever type of grieving and like or mourning he did mm-hmm. it just kind of shows like how I don't maybe I don't know if maybe he felt like he needed to keep strong for like the family type of thing until he got to a place where he could have that moment for himself mm-hmm. or if it was something that that wouldn't allow him to do you know what I mean yeah I and so, ma'am, I think, I don't know if we mentioned it before, um, but we've been friends for years since we were like 16 years old, or mm-hmm. I was 16 for sure. She's uh, just a couple years older than me. But so I've met her uncle a few times and he's pretty much, he's pretty even kill. I think right. every time I've met him, like pretty chill in general. So I'm wondering besides this, like this was an extreme circumstance, but is of there course. any other time that you've even seen him be emotional? Like even if it was like super excited or just anything intense? Or did, um, like, would it have been like, is it out of character that he behaved this way in front of you guys? I guess is what I'm asking. So honestly, this is with the parents, the parents are the most extreme things. So, like my grandfather died when I was six. I'm 30. My uncle's 52, maybe 51. And so he's got like 20, 20. He's got about 20 years on me. So when I was six, mm-hmm. my uncle had to be like about 26. I don't remember what happened. I don't remember his reaction. That's the last time something this big on this grand of scale has happened, right? Mm-hmm. For him to break down like that. Um, I know there have been incidents where I've seen him angry. You know, I've seen him super excited and things like that. I've never really ever seen him like emotional though, in that sense, mm-hmm. like emotional cry or vulnerable type of thing. And yeah. I just wonder, like, is that and is that an emotion that's reserved for like significant others type of thing? Because let me tell you something. If I'm gonna cry, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And like, if I don't know, I don't know what it with men. Like, it's like they only feel certain safe spaces to cry in, type of thing. You know, I saw this thread on Facebook not that long ago, but um, I'm gonna completely botch what it actually said. But the gist <laughs> no, of it no, was sorry. like, why aren't men? more vulnerable because a lot of the men black men specifically on there were saying because it's used against us we don't want to be perceived as weak as soon as we get into an argument mm-hmm. like you know, y'all love when we're vulnerable when everything's good but we get into an argument all of a sudden I'm a pussy ass bitch like we don't like that but then all the women are on there saying like we would never throw that in your face we need you to be vulnerable like mm-hmm. we would have seen our dads cry before mm-hmm. and so I'm always just wondering like what do you think is the disconnect in that like where did we get these ideas that men are not supposed to cry or black men specifically are not supposed to be emotional see and I have no I honestly I don't know where that comes from I think just growing up little boys are always supposed to be just tough like shake it off you're fine mm-hmm. like and I see parents people like do their kids like that like man like little boy yeah like shake that off you fine you a boy you a boy you don't have to cry suck it up you know what I mean which I think is crazy because like if he's gonna cry let him cry like let him get them tears out like tears right like why do you. we assign genders to to emotions Human healthy emotions. Right, exactly. You know, it's funny too. You mentioned that. I just seen the um the other day. There's a clip of, it's Ocho Cinco, and I think there's some. I don't know if they're ball players, but it's a bunch of men, and they're sitting in a group. And the tweet the the tweet said something like, "Black men don't have a space. We don't have safe spaces like this, or we don't have safe spaces for us to, basically like, 
lean on each other and the clip is basically how they talk about like we could sit here and we could talk about everything else but why can't we talk about like our emotions and things like I that. Think I, that i don't and, think i all the way through but i think i know what you're talking no, about no yeah it's a super super short clip and it was just kind of going around and like everybody all the comments were basically like you guys need to create these safe spaces for each other like women know how to create these safe spaces and i guess i know a lot of it's that the expectation is women are emotional creatures right and we're allowed to have these safe spaces because that's what is the expectation is but like you guys should also create these safe spaces for you and you should not rely heavily on your significant other to be that to bear that brunt Mm -hmm. for you do you know what i mean because i think that that's just super unhealthy like not that you i don't want to i don't want this to be misconstrued because i don't want you to think you can't go to your partner for like whatever emotional support you need in a sense Mm -hmm. but like you don't get to dump everything you know what i mean yeah and there's a difference between like having those conversations because like as friends me and you go back and forth all the time and we Mm -hmm. kind of vent and we get those emotional outlets but we don't necessarily like dump on each other I guess I should say and I think Mm -hmm. there's a difference of dumping and if I'm the only person in your life that you have to bring this to that shit gets heavy and like I then have to take that release and go somewhere else you know what I mean it's just kind of like a cycle when you can create like a a space for you and your boys can have a safe space and you can share these things with them and it's fine like and it's healthy like becomes an issue especially when you say like you know maybe it's reserved for intimate relationships or whatever but it's like, I, my boyfriend and I, we're very open with each other. I do mm-hmm. come to him about anything, but it's, let's say something like just happened and it's super fresh and I feel like I need to process it so that I don't come at him sideways or some shit like that. If you're the only person that I talk to, like, where am I going to have the space to come to you? Exactly. Like, in a way? like you exactly. need someone else that you can at least check yeah. in with yes. before you approach that person in case that person is the fucking problem. Absolutely. And, you know, when I say things like that in these conversations, because it comes up all the time, like on Facebook, and it's usually the same handful of guys, honestly. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, what is the reason? Like, what are, aside from we know, I don't know how to word it exactly. Like, we all have this idea in general that we believe that men believe that they can't cry, right? Mm-hmm. But where is like, where's the it coming from? Source. Yeah. Like, right. I haven't met anybody that has a direct source like well I got it from here and this was the consequence when I did it like I've never I've never no. ever seen that and so when I, you say like well I don't want to look weak or I don't want to get walked over I'm just like when has that happened I've, I've not, first off yes when has that happened but also I'm not mm-hmm. a man so I don't want to sound insensitive like I right. just don't understand but it's like so you're telling me that you believe that your reputation in front of strangers is more important than your mental health and you having successful relationships. Like yeah. that doesn't make any sense to me. Like yeah. you're really that worried about what people will say about you simply. Like why the fuck do you care that much? Like I don't understand that. But it seems to have such a strong hold on so many people. It's super crazy. But even that, like you being vulnerable, like vulnerability isn't something that you have to share with everyone either. Do you know what I mean? Like and I think people forget that. Like I'm not expecting you to be vulnerable and like get on Facebook and post a video of you crying mm-hmm. to the world to see like that's weird. Don't do that weird ass shit. Like that's weird. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But you 100% should have at least like if you have a close I don't I don't know how I know men men relationships as far as friendships are starkly different from like women's relationships as far as friendships I should say. And I'm not talking about like gossip because y'all niggas gossip too. Like <laughs> Y'all niggas be messy too. Right. I'm talking about this as far as emotional support. Like, 
um, you guys should, I feel like if you don't have that, if you do have it, that's awesome. But that one friend that you have, like one close boy you have in a group, like if that's someone that you can't be vulnerable with, do you know what I mean? And you can't drop right. a few gangster tears, like you know, then like what what is your friendship really built on? Where they feel like they can, where they, where you feel like they're gonna judge you, I guess is my biggest thing. Like where you feel like it makes yeah. you look like a bitch. Cause it doesn't, like crying doesn't make you weak. Crying isn't, or showing any type of emotion or having a, a normal emotional response doesn't make you doesn't make you weak or doesn't make you soft. Like, and I don't know that whole where that whole concept comes from that you know that you are like you're sissy, I Just guess. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I remember like the little boys in elementary school, if they would cry more often, people would just assume they were gay. Which is so weird. Yeah, that always used to baffle me too. Like, why I don't like why is gay synonymous with crying? Those are not right. Like, how do those correlate in so many people's minds? Like, where are we getting these ideas from as a culture? And actually, I'm really curious. Like, is it a Western thing or is it just a black thing that I honestly don't even know? Honestly, well, you know, um, I have a my ex. I was talking about my ex. He's African and he didn't cry either. Mm-hmm. He didn't really show. He had he, one day we were sitting in bed. His mom texted him. And his uncle died, and he just was like, "My uncle just died." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm sorry." And like, it was just normal after that. It was like back to business. Like oh. people die. Yeah. Shit. And I'm like, you know, I I had got a call like months earlier that my grandma's like best friend had died, and I was like, "Oh, what's that? What's that mean? <laughs> yeah." Not even the family member. I'm like, what is this? I don't know. It's super weird. And you know, um, I had another whole point and. It came and then it went and then it came back and then it went again. It'd be like that. <laughs> I've only ever seen my dad cry one time and that was after he thought he was about to die, but he ended up living and then he he didn't cry after that. After that, he didn't cry. <laughs> he didn't cry. Well, he didn't cry after Fine. that. Fine. Motherfucker, don't oh. cry. He does fall asleep on the toilet though, but he doesn't. Cry. <laughs> like, Unrelated, but a fact. <laughs> um, you know what? I think that I feel like for the most recent genera- generations. I don't say most recent generations, but even maybe, I don't know, because I don't have a dad. If you mm-hmm. guys don't know, I'm a bastard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm serious. I am a bastard, but I don't, I don't know my dad. So I don't have that. But my last, um, and my uncle was like closest, closer thing to a dad, but my grandfather was the closest thing I had to a father. Mm-hmm. And I was so young again when he died. So I don't remember like um, him showing a lot of emotion. Cause I, it was so, I don't, I just remember like good, I only have good memories, I guess I can mm-hmm. say kind of thing, but um, I don't, I can't say I have to, I'd actually have to ask to see like how they kind of reared my uncle when it was like, was it like your boy don't cry type of thing? Cause I'm wondering like, is this whole concept, it's a talk concept, right? Like mm-hmm. shake it off. You're a boy, get up. Don't cry. I remember you scrape your knee. they felt like my brother now I come from an abusive family. I'll just throw that fuck out there. None of this shit was okay. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember, and actually, as I'm about to say this, even going to friends' houses, the same idea was there. But you know, you can hit the son in the chest, or you can smack him in the face because he's you a boy. You should never do that. No. Yeah, that's like acceptable. that's always child abuse. But like, why are we even thinking that young boys have no space for emotions, or that you have to toughen them up at the age of like six years old? Which is, is super crazy, you know? And I, I don't, Jessica, I don't know age. Like, if I feel like if your kid is going to be tough, they're just going to be tough. Like, because kids are just, 
kids are kids. Like I was a super tough little kid, but now I'm not tough. Like I'm, there's nothing tough about me. But when I was younger, I was just a baby a little bit, and I did whatever. You know, no consequences. I was living my uh, best life. Do you know what I mean? I feel like kids are gonna be kids, and like having a little boy and him being a him being a cry like cry, a quote air quotes cry baby. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like as a baby, isn't representative of him being anything else as an adult. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't think I feel like that doesn't toughen kids up. That just opens doors. Like now they're more susceptible to violence, right? Because violence is is permissible. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't think that I don't think that that makes them tough. That just makes them think that violence is the answer to these things right because you could still like you could cry all day and not be soft you know and I feel like people don't understand well enough that when you make them or when they choose to suppress these emotions they don't just go away like you said like you're not crying now so everything is getting filtered into your just angry and now we have Mm -hmm. all these boys and men that are violent or just hyper aggressive and that's not healthy or productive either oh and then you get more like more problems come after that though right like right you're you're now you're always angry and now you feel like you have a point to prove type of thing because you can't just go back and just like and not even cry but just even work through your emotions and process it at all like just the amount of people that and listen grieving itself is a personal journey right like you cannot tell anyone how to grieve I worked with someone her father died she grieved for a year she wore black for a year do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. because that was part of it was tradition but that's just how that was her process like that's what she was she grieved her father's life for like I think that you're supposed to wear black for a year I think that's what it was but I'm sure until this day she's still grieving her father's death because that was the person that they had that close relationship and this was like this has to be like nine eight nine years you know what I mean that he died but just like grieving grieving itself is a personal journey right and mourning and like I don't think that there's a certain way that you can expect people to do that like I don't think there's an expectation like you don't get to tell someone how long they get to feel bad about something that was dear to them or that hurt them Mm -hmm. and like five stages of grief that I actually was recently looking at but I put up mm -hmm. we ended up getting around to that topic but I also thought it was super interesting because they say that you can like you said, it's very personal to people. You may not go through all five stages. You may only mm-hmm. go through one stage. You may be stuck in one stage the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. But average, like just from surveys and people reporting, hoping that they're being honest, mm-hmm. it takes people a minimum of three years to, to get over to grieve properly. So it's yes. like you're not even starting that. Like if you, no. the first stage is denial, second stage is anger. If you're not even processing those emotions at all, and you're not even you're not moving forward in your grief. You're never ever ever mm-hmm. even moving forward. Like you cannot have healthy relationships or just a healthy life in general after that moment until you mm-hmm. learn how to grieve or mourn. Absolutely. You know, it makes me mad too when people like when something happens, people like oh, people tell people try to rush people like you need to get over it, you need to hurry up and like you're fine. That was so you know what I mean? You don't like you nope. don't get to tell me you don't get to dictate to me like how I feel. You don't get to invalidate my feelings because you feel like you would have gotten over it quicker type of Remember thing. that was getting on Sky um, Jackson on Twitter for that because uh, I forget his name, the freckle face boy. Cameron Boyd. Yeah, voice. about him all the time and they were like, it was so long ago. And she's like, I fucking grew up with him, y'all. Like, yeah. Allow me to be sad. Yeah, they were doing that to Kobe's wife. Like, they were tired of seeing her post pictures and shit. Well, get the fuck off yeah. of her page then. You don't get to tell her 
that she don't get to grieve that was her husband her and her husband. daughter like all y'all do is post about it she has to relive that shit every day that's she what goes I'm saying to, like that's so insensitive that's her life yeah and i just didn't under, i don't understand that like so on the flip side of that like black men mourning like yes take your time and grieve your process and don't let anybody rush you through your process i think it's a big big key to like when you're grieving and you're mourning or you're going through those feelings and you're trying to work that shit out for yourself you don't let anybody tell you that what you're doing is out of place because if it's helping you get through your process then um by all means continue to take as long as you need to get there mm-hmm. and i feel like um sorry technical difficulty there real quick <laughs> I, I lost my train of thought oh yeah we were talking about <laughs> grieving um so I was gonna say it's kind of a touchy subject because access is a huge issue but definitely I think that this is where therapy comes into play because we have mm-hmm. all of these things working against us right like we're talking about black men right now but it can be the case for anybody like if you never learn how to process your emotions and you don't allow yourself the time to mourn or grieve simply because you don't know how like those are things that a therapist would be able to help you work Work through because Mm -hmm. even if you intellectually understand these things like that doesn't help you with okay what does that personal aspect Mm -hmm. in my life because that's actually something that I'm going through right now like I can read articles all day I can give other people advice but I'm having to go through something right now where I grieve for one of my best friends actually got murdered um a couple years ago and I haven't grieved because I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to be doing. Like, mm-hmm. it's not as simple as, okay, you need to write a paragraph every day, eat some carrots, go to the store. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And I just recently restarted therapy so that I can get some help with that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that is probably one of the best options that you have when you just don't know how to do it. Is see if you can go to therapy. A lot of times it's covered by your insurance. If you mm-hmm. don't have insurance, you can go somewhere where it's on a sliding scale. There's things like seven cups of tea, which is free, even though they're not completely trained and licensed the way that an actual psychologist is like, that's an option, but there is help out there. Like you don't have to sit and suffer and just be angry for the rest of your life either. Absolutely. And I would even take it a step further and suggest like a lot of people are into social media. I'm sure that there are like even support groups. I know that like people that have kids that have like cancer or kids that are like autistic or not saying those are moments you, things you grieve over necessarily. Right. But Mm -hmm. you know, like loss of a recent loved one or any any type of thing like there's always something out there where you can access to it and then there's always kind of that's networking you find people in there that can kind of pass you not pass you along but you know what I mean yeah (laughs) you can you can just share except for the anti-vax ones don't join those unless you want to I don't know I'm just kidding I'm not here to judge you no you know what you're absolutely right No, but so um, if you read our blog, um, last year in November we posted about Black Men Mourning, and so the inspiration for that was about the untimely deaths of Nipsey Hussle and Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. because personally that was the most I have ever seen any group of Black men show just type of emotion. Yes, like yes, they were black hurt in my life. Like had to turn their phones off and really just take time to to take the day. Cry. Yes, because mm-hmm. that's what really really hit them and I thought that that was really really interesting like that the connection was there yeah that there was some type of like 
not even just a connection, but like an intimate connection because the common denominator was like your childhood hero. Right. That's the thing that brought everyone together. Because like you said, you know, he wasn't even going to cry about his mom at that point. Like my dad only ever cried because he was about to die. Like there's Mm -hmm. so many men like that. But what really got them was like, damn, my fucking heroes died. It's gone. Yeah. That was. I can't even explain in words like just how deep I thought that was and how interesting I thought it was too. No, for sure, for sure. Well, you know, it's it's funny because um my sister's husband, she said that he cried that day too. And I've never seen him. I know he cries. Like mm-hmm. I know she'll tell me that he cries. Y- you know, but that's between us. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, everybody else now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she told me that I think he was even really hurt about that. And then there's a lot of people that were, and I think because it was I think you know what makes it I think it was the subtleness of it, like the so the, the subtlety of it that kind of just had, it was so unexpected. Like you, and not that death can be expected, right? But it wasn't like he was like ninety five, and he had went like Cicely Tyson passed away recently, mm-hmm. and she's like a black icon, but she was ninety two and she lived a full life. I would like to say, yeah. And so it was like, damn, Cicely gone, like that's crazy. But it wasn't something like, oh my god, like what the fuck, like it knocked the wind out of you. Yeah, like thing. they were young and it was like tragic death. Yes, like super tragic. And I think that I wonder if the tragedy aspect had, like that tragic aspect had any like significance on it. Do you know what I mean? Like how much did that play in it? Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Do you know what I mean? Like if it he is. was if he was like if if he had lived, he had lived and then he was like 70 even. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like and he wasn't that. like how how much does a tragedy like because it's like a life a, a life cut short, basically. He had just retired. He was finally getting that like take on that full-time dad role and shit. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Kobe specifically. I'm talking about Kobe. Right. Do you know what I mean? But he had just he was getting he had just finished. He was on his way to play ball with his girl, like watch his girls play ball. Do you know what I mean? And then yeah. it just kind of happened. It was all of a sudden like he's here and then he's gone type of thing. Like, you know, it wasn't like he was like, Chadwick Boseman was a big one too. And nobody, I think because nobody knew he was sick. I think a lot of people mourned that, but I don't think it might've been the morning as big as Kobe was. Mm-hmm. But it was one that hit a lot of people hard as well. Because I, I feel like it was, like it was a because we didn't like grow up with Chad. With, yeah, that's true. That is true. But yeah, there's like the whole, the whole, I think the whole idea of like tragedy about it, like yeah, just the whole suddenness with Nipsey. Nipsey was so sudden as well. Like he was here and gone. He was taken. Life was taken here and gone. You know. So I don't know. I think I wonder like what, like how much I really want to know how much of that like had he had been an old man and died in his sleep, how much was you know the world would have been hurt, but it would have been yeah on the same scale and I honestly I think a lot of people took I think people took Nipsey's death just as hard I think it was because it was a violence it it was so violent I feel like yeah but I think Kobe's was like the hardest because it was Kobe like it was you know this was like little boys what you you throw paper in the trash can and you yell Kobe right like (laughs) miss you better not and so I think that everybody had a connection whether you like I'm not a sports fan but I was like damn but you know who Kobe is yeah, you know, I actually I didn't like, even like. I didn't really. I don't. I don't know why I stuttered so fucking hard. Let's start. With that. <laughs> but um, I knew who Nipsey Hussle was, but I actually didn't know he was a rapper before he died. I just knew him as Lauren London's boyfriend. 
that's I knew him from Lauren London. That was my connection was Lauren London's man. I was like, oh, that's Lauren London's nigga. I knew he rapped, but I didn't listen to his music, and I didn't listen to his music afterwards either because mm-hmm. I'm not a bandwagon ass bitch. I'm gonna let you know that. Like, I wasn't into it before. I'm not into it after. Like, to each their own. But mm-hmm. I was like, damn, like, and it was more sad again. Like, I wasn't sad at the fact that like. Let me rephrase that. I was saddened by the fact that he was taken like so viciously and violently. It was just so sudden. Yeah, I just think that was the biggest yeah, part. Any human like that it's sad. Yes, like and not not that the dynamic of how he went, it was like fucked up how he went, I think. Mm-hmm. But not that a car accident would have made it any less of a blow, because that's still shitty. But you know what I mean? But that it was just like somebody came up and shot him. Or that XX Tentacion kid. Like that shit kind of hit me hard too, and I've never again. I've never listened to his music. I kind of thought he was scary looking in his pictures. Yeah, but when that one happened, that one like I was like, damn. That one actually hit me hard because I actually knew him like in real life, and then when they first like a friend, yeah, like that. That was cool. I wouldn't call him a friend because he was heavy on drugs, but he was an associate for sure. Like I had his number. Like I, I knew him. Did you really? Mm-hmm. But you know how I am with stuff like that. But <laughs> I did not know you was a celebrity. Yes. Oh no, no. If anything, Fless. But <laughs> but with that with him, like it was extra tragic for me because people were posting him. They were posting the video saying that his car shot up, but mm-hmm. then there were other people in the caption was like they thought that he had maybe overdosed, and so there was like the assumption that he would get Narcan because he was on heroin at that time. Uh-huh. So people were posting the video, like not realizing he was he had been shot dead for real, for real. Mm-hmm. So it was everywhere, and then we all found out, like, no, this nigga is lifeless. Like he was just murdered. So that's crazy. Super different too, but it like it wasn't talked about a whole extremely lot. Like you don't see a lot of murals or anything about him. No, he wasn't he wasn't as I, I hate to say like as popping, but that's what it really was. Like he wasn't as popping. Yeah, he was new to the game. Like he was a lot younger, and he was very controversial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, it was like a lot of I. I'm so my whole thing was um like my nephew like took it hard when mm-hmm. he died, and then Juice World he took it hard when Juice World died too. Like so, these younger ones I think is maybe the generation is what it was because I feel like a lot of people are age. Like I don't think my I can't say my nephew took Kobe as hard, mm-hmm. right? As like his dad did. That's- like Layla was like my kid Layla was sad she was like oh my god Kobe like she knew who he was but it wasn't like that so I'm wondering again like maybe it's the generational thing to the generational linkages because when Juice World died my nephew was heartbroken mm-hmm. and he was sad about XX Tentacion like he was really sad about those because those are the kids like that he's growing up with I guess and like I'm wondering if it's for them like anybody that they come up with playing ball like like a lot of the kids now love Steph Curry right like he's mm-hmm. a big 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 deal That's and god totally- forbid that anything happened to him, but like, you know what I mean? Like, will it have that same, mm-hmm. that same impact, right? Like, will the world mourn type of thing? And because he was like the childhood hero that like yeah. they all had, everybody wanted to be like him, right? Just like if Michael Jordan died, I think they would do the same thing for maybe like older, my like uncle's generation. I was thinking that. My, you I know, didn't know if my, I wanted to mention it since he's still alive, but yeah. I know, I'm like I'm just killing all these people off. I don't want anybody to die. <laughs> Somebody gonna only hear a snippet of this, like, oh shit, he died. <laughs> I don't want that at all. No, 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 no. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, you know what? Do you think that maybe because like everybody was so quick to, and so everybody was so easily vulnerable in that situation when Kobe died because the whole world was mourning and they knew that everybody, like nobody, was gonna call anybody bitches that day. Do you know what I mean? Does that sound stupid? <laughs> 
That doesn't sound. Do you know what I mean? Though, like because it was a, like a global it, warning. Yeah. Everybody was like, "We're all hurt. We're all crying, and it's okay." Yeah. You you know I don't know. It does make sense. Like we're all like we're all in this together. Like we can all cry. All in this together. Mindy been watching that a lot lately. It makes me sick. Has she? Yes, I. Stupid ass movie. I did this little excerpt from the griot that I kind of just wanted to read. Okay. But it says, it's okay to cry. Black people are probably some of the most proudest and most unflinching humans on the planet. And our men in particular excel at this. As a result, many of us women can go years or perhaps even a whole lifetime never seeing the brothers around us shed a tear. The side effect of this is we often end up forgetting how vulnerable and just human they are. But since Sunday, I've seen many men who I honestly didn't even think had tear ducts sobbing like children, both in real life and on my television screens. And it's been a bittersweet reminder of just how much stuff they hold in every day and teach themselves Mm -hmm. to push aside. So that really touched me because I'm like, it's true. Like, like I said, that was the most emotional I've ever seen any man and then so many men right as a whole Mm -hmm. and it's almost like you know of course this situation alone was tragic but it's almost like they use that as an opportunity to just unleash all of those things that they've been suppressing or you know just like a good Uh good uncontrollable sobbing so Mm -hmm. many people and like it's just noticed by so many people too um so i just want to go back to what you said about she something that that the author in that article said that kind of made me think that the fact that maybe it's this idea that black men feel like they have to be rocks for their family and they don't have space for emotion and vulnerability do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and I wonder how much that plays a part in it like because we're always taught like the man is the head right and they're supposed to be the foundation and this x y and z and so if I'm in a place where I am emotional and I feel weaker then I cannot be a man and I cannot lead you think or I cannot be that rock that my person needs not necessarily understanding the fact that like it that you definitely do need to show those emotions and you definitely you definitely need to feel comfortable and vulnerable with a partner if anybody like definitely friends if you can have that but without having those without having those like those positive I don't want to say positive outlets but without having those different emotional type of outlets like it really hinders you from even being able to understand and like kind of move in different and better ways right yeah because I feel like I can I can get that line of thinking but I like I can follow it and okay I don't know I'll just kind of give an example but like Mm -hmm. In math, when we were in school, like they always say, show your work because if you get the answer wrong, if they can at least see your train of thought, like you can right. get points. Like I see how you got to this wrong answer. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about this. Like I understand why you would think that way, but I think it is so irrational though in general. Mm-hmm. And y'all just keep coming to the wrong answer with it, the wrong conclusion. And yeah, again- like to be the head of the household, like you have to be vulnerable because how else are you going to teach your kids like to feel and be functional humans? Yes. ever seen you feel and be a functional human exactly yeah that's that's exactly the whole point and i don't think it's the honest one but you know i always hear is that men are the logical ones and women are the emotional ones and i think that that's just like a as such a skewed thought like process of it's thought or concept like who started that dumbass rumor yeah like i'm i'm i think i'm a very logical person but i'm also very emotional like i you and you can be both and you can still make mm-hmm. like and form coherent decisions, right? Like, you can still... <laughs> you know something so interesting, though? 
I read this article and it was um I can't remember how many people it was, but they took people that suffer crazy injuries like gunshots to the head, like chronic concussions and things like that. Anything or like they study like sociopaths and psych like true sociopaths and psychopaths. Mm-hmm. Just people that did not have a functioning part of the brain where you could you feel have emotion. Thing, like they literally did not have the ability to do so. Mm-hmm. And they could not make any decisions, even as simple as would you like sugar in your coffee? They could not make decisions. And so scientifically, like people have to understand you have to be emotional to be logical. Mm-hmm. Literally mm-hmm. cannot one, you can't have one or the other. <laughs> they're mutually exclusive. Like uh-huh. quite literally. Like uh-huh. Like it's not just some people, there's some people that like no, you can't have there's some tension emotion the other. Yeah, exactly. Like again, where the fuck do we get these dumbass ideas from? Like science, I, just like what racism and everything, science disproves all of these things that we believe and we live by. So uh-huh, but we just the, still stick with them. I think it's. I think a lot of it's just a way to like to pinhole people and to make people feel comfortable. Like this is just how things have been structured thus far, and so it doesn't make sense to switch it up. But really, it makes the most sense to actually switch it up and just to, like, start doing things in a new way. Like, it's definitely okay. Like, I don't know if I'll have any more children, but if I definitely have a son, I'm going to teach my son that it's okay to cry. Like, I'm going to tell him, like, listen, it's okay to work out, talk out your feelings. If you need Mm -hmm. to go cry, baby, go cry. Go lay down, take you a nap. Like, yeah, like all of that stuff is okay. And it doesn't make you any less of a person. It doesn't make you weaker. It actually makes you, I think it actually clears you up for a lot. It clears your headspace just for a lot more, you know, a lot more valuable things that you can have you know I feel like sometimes maybe and I just now thought of this like I feel like a lot of people are more extremist than they think that they are like there's not a lot of gray area with a lot of people the way that right. there is so it's almost like they think if you cry once you're just gonna always cry and they're not gonna be no, able to that's not how they don't either. understand like no bitch I'm gonna only cry when I'm sad like it's not that big a fucking deal but I mean, and if you don't like just because I cry, like I'm not gonna be screaming and wailing and making a scene. No, either. I feel like when people think of crying, they think they of think of boohoo sob, like ooh, snotty nose. Yeah, you, know, you can shed a few tears. Girl, you know I used to do when I was younger because I was extra. When I get sad, I go put on some um like super sad music, put some sunglasses on, sit in the dark and cry. <laughs> with sunglasses in the dark. <laughs> yes, girl. And I used to just cry my little eyes out, or I go in my car. Like so, I'm. I used to not like to cry in front of people because I used to think that too. Like, oh, people are going to think I'm a punk and this is mm-hmm. that. And I don't like to be girl. And I don't cry. I don't think I cry a lot in the front of a lot of people. Like, I don't think I'm a self-soother, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. So I cry to myself a lot. Like, I'll tell you right now, I cry in a heartbeat. But I definitely do it on my, I do it to myself, but that's just how I've always been because mm-hmm. what for whatever reason, but I still do go through the motions and I still do drop those tears though when I need to. And I have cried in front of people. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I've cried for somebody and be like, are you okay? You know, somebody come up to you and be like, are you okay? And you're like, yes. Like, I've done that. Too. My throat start getting all <laughs> sore as soon as, like, I'll be completely fine. You know that, somebody asks if they're okay. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and I just think, I don't know. I just think it's okay. And I guess, again, because we're women and this is just, we've been given the safe space. That's one thing I can say. Women, I'm not going to say women have a lot of privileges, but we do have the privilege that we've had the safe space where we are allowed to explore our emotions without judgment, like free of judgment. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And I think that men, it's really up to you guys to create these safe spaces because I feel like a lot of men, I said a, the comment, like a, a comment under that video I was talking about earlier on, 
Mm-hmm. He was like, well, that's why I talk to women because they let that do that. That's the problem. You guys have to create this safe space for yourself. Right. It, we're not the ones doing that. Like, I have never gone up to a man and called him no bitch because he's cried. But if your boys are doing that, then you need to find new friends then, big dog. Like, oh my God, that's another thing I was trying to explain to these dudes on Facebook because, like I said, it's always the same handful. And I'm like, and I do understand their mindset. Just like you know my history, like all the things that I thought was completely normal turns out it was highly dysfunctional. So Absolutely. you really know the way you were raised. But I'm just like, I guarantee it's just the people you're around because I have never clown somebody just for fucking being human and all of the people that I'm around they don't do that shit either so who the fuck are you talking to that's behaving this way towards you like that's just yes change your surroundings but if that's all that they've ever known like I can see why they would just assume that the entire world is like that and it's not like guys we're here to tell you that it's not like that and it's definitely your surroundings and you definitely need to surround yourself with better people and again, man, it really is up to you guys to create these safe spaces with one another so you guys can have that vulnerability. Like, and nobody's going to think that a bunch of niggas hug, huddled up, hugging each other is soft or weak. You know what I mean? Like, men are, mm-hmm. I feel like men are scared to even give each other, like, hugs and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay like no to, homo. Like, it's okay to touch your friends or something like it's okay to touch your friend on the back or something like that or touch it's okay if you touch your nigga's knee like it's not gay bro like you (laughs) know what I mean like and I think that they get this concept like well somebody's gonna see me embracing another man and they're gonna think that we're boning and nobody's gonna like y'all don't have to hump when you hug you know what I mean like you don't have to kiss a cheek no I mean if you do it's European it's fine (laughs) you know (laughs) nobody's judging y'all like it's fine just the hyper awareness of what they assume other people will think is what gets crazy crazy. like first of all the way that you're overly concerned about how you're coming off i guarantee everybody around you is only thinking about their fucking self yep like bro nobody cares nobody nobody cares that much and if they do then they're in love with you that's what that boils down to i think so they love you somebody overly nobody gives a fuck they want the pee just like when your kid comes up and tells you a story you don't give a fuck. Nobody else gives a fuck. Like, that's just really what it's like. Like, I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. Like, I don't give a fuck. I ain't even gonna remember. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're really, <laughs> really out here about ourselves. Like, it's fine. Do what you're gonna do. And give a, give a nigga, sometimes a nigga need a hug. <laughs> There's this thing that says S-A-N-N-A-H. And it stands for Santa. Sometimes a nigga need a hug. That's what it stands for. <laughs> I think I spelled it wrong, guys. <laughs> Sometimes a nigga need a hug, <laughs> and you guys do. We should. We should give out free hugs, Jessica. I don't want to touch nobody Not though. You right. We're gonna wait to the y'all get y'all vaccine so we can get y'all some hugs. This is such a super side note, but somebody was in my inbox asking to take me out, and I was like, "Nigga, I don't know if you have COVID." And he was like, "I don't," and I was just like, "Yeah, just like every nigga say he don't have AIDS. You ain't even get tested, did you?" And he. <laughs> period he's reasonable like of course if you have it you gonna say no because you want to see me you liars of course you think I'm you ain't even get a test you just saying that you said it too quick you typed it before mm-hmm. i even got my sentence. i don't got covid lying. liar pants on fire well bitch i think we can go ahead and get into the quote time for the quote now quote that quote that quote that quote that quote that that <laughs> so for the quote of the day i'm actually gonna play this clip from
from Amine. After Kobe died, he had an album come out that's called Limbo. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I don't know if y'all know who Amine is, but he had that song, Caroline. Um, <laughs> Caroline. But so on the album Limbo, he had a little, I guess, skit, interlude, whatever you want to call it, named Kobe. So I'm going to play that. such like a like I felt like a piece of my childhood go with that nigga and like I completely like I'm 26 whoa 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 period Shut the 